on this episode of the Grown Life Podcast. The plan uh, for them to do it, it changes. I didn't know I was going to go through this. So don't be so alarmed when circumstances change the course, but never, they don't change the actual destination. So destiny can't, is not interrupted by change. What's up, y'all? It's Steven here again with another episode of the Grown Life Podcast. And before we even get started, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you and praise you for who you are, God. We thank you for your grace, mercy, kindness, and your understanding, God. I pray that you would give us the words to speak, and more importantly, that you would be seen in all that we do and in this podcast as well, God. And I'm also praying for motivation, empowerment, and encouragement for those seeking your purpose in their lives. All of these things we're adding to your kingdom in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Well, the purpose of this podcast is to provide motivation to grow through life, love and everything in between. Grown for me is an acronym that stands for keep God first, renew your mind, operate in your purpose, win and never forget God in your win. So again, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Grown Life Podcast. And today we have a special guest. We have Mr. Nathan McClinton on the line. Man, what's going on, man? Going on. So, from what I know about him, he has a great podcast, a Get to Connected podcast. And it really reminds me of kind of the podcast that I do, but this more so importantly, the story and some of the things that I've been through um, really kind of touched me. That. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass it over to him and allow him to tell you who he is so we can go ahead and get this thing jumping. Man, first of all, I'm glad to be here, man. I appreciate you uh, inviting me on your show. You got a good thing going. I know what it's like to to podcast, so I know <laughs> I know it can be hard trying to trying to navigate and get guests and just just grow it for one. Uh, but I'm a 31 uh, year old motivational speaker from Arlington, Texas. I grew up in a small town of Terrell, Texas. That's where I spent my childhood and my first two years of college. Uh, most people don't know anything about Terrell unless they know Jamie Foxx. So <laughs> <laughs> so I get this all the time. Do you know Jamie? Are you kin to Jamie? Have you ever seen him? All that kind of stuff. I have seen him. I'm not related to him at all. Uh, Terrell is very small. A lot of people are related yeah. to him. It's a, uh, it's a train track town. So it's yeah. divided. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's got its history. Uh, but my parents actually moved there. There's a small college called Southwestern Christian College. And my parents actually met there uh, back then. It was a school where you sent PKs. And so both my parents were PKs. They met, uh, got married. This is the seventies, late seventies now. So 77. (laughs) So yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, 40 plus years. So, uh, and I'm the baby. So there you Ah. go. (laughs) There you go. So, so, uh, my father was a Dallas police officer and we actually lived in Terrell because in that time you, you wouldn't live you know, in the city that you patrolled in. So we lived about 30 miles out in Terrell. And we just, they stayed there. He actually did, uh, security still does for that school to this very day. He's the chief, uh, chief police at the school. So I got to go there for free. Uh, yeah. hey, <laughs> and I, yes, I didn't, sir. I didn't just get to go. I was told to go. <laughs> I was made, I was, I was, I was groomed to go to that school. And okay. it was, it was there, uh, that I, I, the church has been in my roots all my life. Uh, and it was there that I probably should have started preaching and I didn't cause I was running from it and, <laughs> and running <laughs> and running to, and, and to what I thought God had intended for me. Uh, and that's, I think that's fair. I think that's fair, but I always knew I was, uh, very artistic and very, you couldn't put me in a box, you know, from the time that I was a, a young man, I could never be boxed in. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I just knew it didn't look like what other people wanted to do with their life. Yeah. And so when at, at, in grade school, when kids knew they wanted to be firemen and, and police officers, and I don't know if that's the still thing, but back then it, it was, you know, everybody was going to the NBA. Uh, I didn't get over six feet good. So I knew I wasn't going and I, <laughs> and I can't run fast. So, so I, but I knew that, that, you know, I always read books. I always liked the things that was considered a nerd or um, I wouldn't treat it that way, but I knew that I was going to pass tests and I knew like the schoolwork was easy and I just knew it was something different about me. I just didn't know what that looked like as far as a career. 
or anything like that. And no one cultivated it because uh, as, as black people, I say, we were just told, get a good job, you know, go to that college and get a good job. To this day, I don't know what a good job is. I know what uh, a, a job that pays well is, but I don't know what's good about not owning where you work or um, not really doing something that's not called, that you're not called to and doing it for 40 plus years and saying that's your life's work. So what is a good job? I think to us, it was just money, you know, get something that can sustain you and your family. And I knew I would be unfulfilled because uh, to this day, my mother still works at the hospital, is a nurse at the hospital. My daddy is still, I think they love what they do, but it wasn't me. And so, <laughs> so I kept, and, you know, I went to college. Uh, I went two years there. I go after that, I go to the university of Texas Arlington and it's a, a PWI predominantly white uh, school. Nobody knows me. Nobody knows my family. Nobody cares about the church. Nobody cares that you're black. Uh, you're just a number. I get there and I get to the advisor's office and the girl is like, well, what's your major? I said, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so she says, she says, okay, well, you could just take some electives until you figure it out, you know, see where you want to go. I love those electives. I took the history of jazz. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, wow. I took, I took, you know, and, and learned about Dizzy Gillespie and, and John Coltrane. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having a ball taking electives, electives, but I'm wasting money because I don't know how college works because I just came from a JUCO that I didn't pay to go to. And we had chapel and, and Old Testament survey and New Testament survey, things I knew here. I'm trying to figure it out and I can't. And so I'm, I'm wasting money about to flunk out of all of the math that I'm taking because that ain't never been my strong suit. And I just, I end up uh, doing a, a, a degree, getting a degree, a degree in interdisciplinary studies. So they mixed sociology uh, they mixed uh, criminal justice and they mixed broadcasting. And so, you, and you merge it, you, you write a, a capstone paper and you merge it and you get your degree. And I got my degree at that time. I was driving trucks for FedEx. I was driving trucks for FedEx and uh, I got my degree. <laughs> Cause all through that last year of college, I was getting up at two 30 in the morning, going to DFW airport, uh, putting boxes on a truck for FedEx. And a guy told me uh, there, his name was Chris Lloyd. He said, you know, you can drive, you know, you can get out of his warehouse and drive and they'll pay you, you know, at that time they were paying like 16 something an hour, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so to a, to a fresh, probably, I think I was 23 at the time, no bills really. Uh, I was like, okay, I go drive, you know? Uh, <laughs> so I go drive uh, and I'm driving and I hated it. It was the Texas heat. Um, the trucks didn't have air, they didn't, you know, <laughs> and I had the manager from hell. And <laughs> hey, it's I'm funny. My uncle works at FedEx right now to this day. He worked, and we, I'm from Georgia, so I get it. I'm so glad you like, said, and I'm glad you said to this day because uh, when the, the manager, he, 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 he was a black guy, uh, <laughs> but he rolled me and rolled me and rolled me, cussed me out, do all kinds of stuff, never gave me a uniform. And I'm a pretty, uh, I don't, I don't like confrontation, but I, I don't run from it. So I pulled him into his office <laughs> and I had, a, I, I had, I had, I had, I had some, some stuff to say. Uh, I didn't get out of character, but I, you know, I just pretty much told him like, this ain't going to work for me. How you doing it? You know, you got to give me a chance. I got to learn the routes. You know, you couldn't use a GPS back then. That was against the, the rules. So they sending us out with paper maps. I didn't know the city that well. I knew Arlington, the city I was in, was a little up the road. I didn't know that city. And, uh, you know, I'd be late to a few stops here and there, but I'd get it done. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, was, I was clocking out because we were still part-time. We had full-time benefits, but they would, they would keep you right under 40 hours. Mm -hmm. And you have to pick your vacation uh, at the start of the bid. So he told me, he called me and he said, you know, you'll, if you stay here, you'll never be off. Uh, you'll get October off because <laughs> everybody who has seniority, they pick yep. the summer months. So here I am saying like, I, I can't go to my church stuff. I can't go to, you know, all of the sing outs and festivals and concerts and, and all the things. And then, you know, I got my lady, we can't do that. You know, I'm, and uh, I remember a guy calling in trying to get days because his wife was having a baby and I can eat. Everybody's older than me. I'm the youngest person there. And so I was like, man, your wife can't even have a baby. Like, this is crazy. So, but they were just, you know, my mind starts just, just twirling. 
And so we checking out, and uh, I don't know this guy's name to this day. Uh, older, everybody was older, but he's probably in his forties. And he said, uh, he said, uh, youngster, what you doing? And I was like, I'm clocking out. What you, <laughs> what you doing? He's like, no, 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 no. He said, what are you doing here? He said, you the one that just got the degree everybody talking about. And I was like, well, I didn't know everybody was talking about it. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yes, he, no, that's he, he said, do you know the manager don't got his degree? And I knew when we would, when he would, you know, have his words with me, he would always say, they didn't teach you that at the school, huh? They didn't teach you, you know, he just kind of, you know, talking down to me, condescending. So, but I never knew what it was from. And so he said, people with degrees, what they, why, why do y'all come here? And it dawned on me. <laughs> he said, you don't belong here. He said, you don't belong here. I went home. I got me stopped, got me some Panda Express. Because uh, <laughs> that would be the only thing open when we, you know, well, it'd be close to 10. <laughs> and so I get home and uh, I think about it a little while. I made some phone calls to my old location and said, you know, hey, what y'all think? You know, because I always wanted to get wise, you know, where, but it had been stressing me for a few weeks at the time. You know, uh, I called my, I called my mother at the time and I was like, uh, at that time she was, you know, still trying to work with me on, you know, your parents still, Hey, what you want to do with your life? All this. So yeah. it, it wasn't a hard conversation to make, but she said, uh, she said, well, I don't want you to be stressed, you know, so you have to do what you have to do and, you know, we'll help you out. You, you know, I had the support. I went in there. I quit the next, <laughs> I quit the next day. And the and the head guy of that place, he comes. He's a white guy. He says, "Uh, well, you need to turn in your uniform." I said, "Sir, I never got one." <laughs> so I said, "There might be some issues with your management. You might want to look." I said, "I never got one. I was treated this way." I said, "But honestly, that's not why I'm quitting." I said, uh, "I just had a revelation, and and it was at that moment that I knew nothing can come before calling. You know, nothing can come before a purpose." And I was still running at the time. Because my goal was just get a good job, you know. So, <laughs> so I'm I'm trying to do that. And um, at that time, I my my father got sick in 2012, and it carried over into 13. So all this is going on. I'm graduating. My daddy had a, a near death experience. My sister had just just had twins, so my mother was trying to do this. But my dad is sick. It's just a lot going on. And um, I had experienced some church hurt during that time. And it was at that time I said, you know what? I'm just not going to do nothing. Like, I'm just, I'm out the game, you know, because I can't get it on in, in the flesh and, <laughs> and in the goals that I want to achieve. But also in the spirit, I disagree with some things. And that's when God said, you need to figure out uh, what it is that you believe and that you know and, that, and how you can in, enlighten and, and just live, you know, the way I would want you to live regardless of people. But also, you need to study me. And so I didn't go into ministry for other people. I went into it for me. And it was during those sessions, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to church. I wouldn't go, like I wouldn't go in. I would sit in a room. I wasn't depressed, <laughs> but I would, I was getting enlightenment that I couldn't get amongst the, the, the flock. And I'm not saying this is for everybody to do, yeah. but it was the way I had to do it. And I did that. And I came out of that. And my roommate at the time, Philip, we would just sit and talk. And one day he said, other people need to hear this. You know, he was like, for years we've been telling you to preach for years, years. But he was like, I don't think you really understand. Like, I just, be, we talking and I ain't talking because you talking because I'm trying to get it. And so, and so um, it was the, the, the affirmation and the confirmation at that time. And it was like, I had heard that from multiple people. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll see what I can do. The Lord, the you Lord know? be working. The <laughs> Lord be working. Right. The Lord be working. <laughs> so I ended up going back uh, to another job and working there uh, for about the next five or six years and just doing things on the side. And I was hearing a voice. God said, leave, 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 leave. And I wouldn't do it because I had my, my benefits, had my money. I thought I was doing the corporate thing. I thought I was doing the right thing. And the, everything was on the side, you know, and God was like, I want to be the entree. So you got to leave. And I did leave. They ended up telling me to leave and <laughs> unjustly, unfairly. And I said, you know what? I was wait. I waited too long. I waited too long. And it was at that moment that I just put everything in the, in the full, just full gear. And uh, when I turned 30, going into 30, like the end of 29, into 30, everything starts changing. And so I'm, I'm losing, I'm losing friends. 
uh, I'm losing acquaintances. I'm losing. I had lost, I lost my job. I'm losing income. My relationship started struggling. And I kept saying like, man, I'm, I'm finna do what you said do. And now I can't, I don't have anything. And I think that people believe that just because you walk inside the will of God, that trouble is gone and that, that, uh, heartache mm-hmm. is gone. And you know, that if I do what God wants me to do, everything is all right. And I had to, and I was researching the word 30 cause I had the most, you may get here. I don't know. I don't know. It's a difference between 25, 26, 26. It's, 30 is different. You lay awake at night, as they say. Shoot, 25 is hard. So <laughs> I is 30 any worse? I, I thought that too, but I couldn't realize. I, want it. <laughs> I couldn't realize where the anxiety was coming from. And so um, 30 is, it's a new beginning. It's a, it's a cycle change. That's why you have what a 30 month cycle. You know, a month is 30 days. And so you pay your bills within a 30 day cycle. A woman has a, a cycle once a month. You see what I'm saying? So once in a 30 month, it's a cycle. Mm. And what I didn't realize that is that cycles have beginnings and they have endings. I was ending a cycle and going into a new, uh, the, the, the new, uh, the new you, the enlightened, yeah. the enlightenment. It's the, it's a new birth. It's a new thing. Jesus did this. He starts his ministry at 30, the first 30 yeah. years of his life. You don't hear much until he's born He's in the temple at 12, and then there's 18 years of silence. They Mary snatched him up, and then after that, you ain't hear you nothing hear, from you him. You don't hear anything until the baptism starts the cycle. It starts the ministry. It starts the miracles. It starts the path to the crucifixion, you know. But Judas also got sold him for 30 shekels of silver. That's the ending of, of, of everything. It's, he's about to go to the cross. He's, you know, you can, I mean, there's so many 30s in the Bible. I reached that point and I realized that this is what it was for. And, and I'm not saying it, it as, as how I said it, it was fun. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't, you go through a depression, you go through all of those things, but you get here. And I had yep. to get, I had to close out a lot of different, I had to close out the chapter of 29 years to walk into uh, kind of what I've been just blessed to do within two years, man. That's where that podcast oh, yeah. was birthed from. It was birthed from you having to, speak out about that cycle change and what, and what, if people really listen to the first one, I don't even sound confident about it. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm not even sure what I'm doing. I had a phone to my mouth. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know I, I had, I had a microphone that, that my girlfriend had actually got me two years before. She said, you, uh, you mentioned the podcast and she had gotten it two years before and it was, it was in the storage. And so I had that mic, but I didn't have anything. I didn't even have a computer. I didn't have a computer. <laughs> <laughs> now I got a, I, I got a, uh, I got a MacBook Pro. Like I, I, I moved up. You know, God yeah. started moving when I started moving. But I didn't even have a computer. I stuck a, a mic in a in the mic jack and the headphone jack of my phone, and I was sitting just talking that thing. And nobody ever knew, but that's what it was. And and it was just just me saying, Nathan, you know, everything will come. Just do it. And the podcast was the one thing. It introduced everybody to all of the other avenues and, and projects that I had been doing in the ministry and in the work. And, and it was like, oh, but people can hear you everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't about money because it, it didn't get monetized. It got notoriety. But some people think notoriety comes with money. And it doesn't. It doesn't. You can have you can go viral and be broke. You yeah, know, so <laughs> and I didn't care because I wasn't in it for that. I was never in it for that. So that didn't bother me. So I never pushed episodes to get to a place or push this or rushed content or did I was just walking in purpose. And it, when I let God lead and I follow things shifted. And so that's kind of just my story in a, in a nutshell or a 10 oh. minute nutshell. <laughs> oh, but this, that's good though. First of all, I'm glad that you're on this podcast. I know people are tired of hearing me talk. So, uh, but I, I do, I, I, I do want to point out a few things that I heard that are so good and so important. One just the end of a cycle and the end of some things. And a lot of times for us, for me, it's been a similar kind of story running from a lot of the things that you're supposed to do, but then also dealing with the consequences of those actions that you had in that time where you were running from it. So it was like, yeah, I didn't wait. I didn't, I should have did this earlier. I didn't do this then, but it's also understanding to put your strength, trust and all that in the Lord, because he will continue you. He will guide you. He will grow you. And he will, you will always, be able to pull your strength from him. When you do it in him, you will get your strength every time. 
and I'm, it is, I'm glad that you say that, that it was hard. It was tough and it may sound fun on the back end, but it wasn't fun in that moment. No, sir. And I think that is a very, very, very real and good point with any, if you give up any kind of addiction, if you give up any kind of change, any kind of stability or whatever, you're, you're really saying, Lord, I have to put all of my trust in you. Like it reminds me of uh, when Peter walked on the water, he, he was the only disciple, only other person in the world ever that walked on water because he had, it was like, you know what, Jesus, I trust you. But then we, we, you're, what you're talking about is that, okay, God, I trust you. I'm out here on this water, but, uh, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need <laughs> something to shake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, buddy. I need something to happen. And then we, what so many times we get kind of lost in, and look up and down and look away from what the Lord has is we start to sink and we start to fall. And we're like, yo, like God, I thought you were supposed to be here. God, I thought you were supposed to be yeah. like with me the whole time. And he's like, I never left you, but you still have to obey the things that, that I have for you to do. Man. And I'm glad you brought up Peter because I think we've all had Peter moments. Oh. Uh, the thing is, Peter, he walked on water. Yes. Um, but I think he believed but belief comes with a test. Yeah. And so it's just those things. Peter is the one who makes the confession that thou art the Christ. And Jesus said, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. And we've made those confessions, but God wants to test your confession. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's just the, it was the testing that doesn't feel good because I could drown or I could believe in what you said. I don't know. And it's, it, you, you don't, you're not less than, I think people, you know, they think if they don't have the, the, the belief that sister something something has and sister Johnson and this person and you know, all the people that you, you don't want to, you're so churchy that you, you don't struggle where you have to say, help my unbelief, you know? And, and you do, it's just, it's a, it's a different season, uh, especially with the millennial generation and kind of what we, what we've done. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurship is at a, is at a high tech, uh, the tech world, the tech industry has boosted us. Uh, There are people are making money in, a variety of different ways. And so you're, you start to feel like what's for me, what should I be doing? But at the same time, the making the difference too. And that's what kind of pierced me. I didn't, it wasn't really about money to this day. I'm not a, I'm not a money person. I, I, <laughs> I'm humble. And you have to do what you have to do to survive. Of course. Mm-hmm. And you have to factor in those numbers, you know, but for <laughs> you got to Cause, cause, I mean, I'll say this ministry costs. Yes. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you ever really get deep into it, like you said, you're a PK, it costs to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. It costs to have, especially we saw during COVID, the cameras, the resources, the, you know, I, I I asked you the other day, what do you pay for Zoom? Like that's a, that's a cost that I had, that, that my team had to make because we had X amount of people on Zoom every week. So it, it, it does cost. But at the same time, as just from childhood on, it never really was about, about the money for me. My parents, we were well taken care of. We weren't rich, but, <laughs> but the, the poverty that we did have, we didn't know it until we were older. We didn't, you know, your parents didn't go over bills with you. And, you know, I had, yeah. I had those kind of parents. They shield you from the reality <laughs> of what this thing called life is. And so that was never a word for me. I've always thought, like, you figured like God going to look out for me right there. I just didn't want to be average. I, I, I didn't want to be normal. I didn't want to be ordinary. I wanted to be, I wanted, because I think that my time in the Bible too, I always wonder what, what makes a person the character that God wanted us to read about. You know, everybody knows about Moses and Joshua, you know, but like, I want to be them. I don't want to be one of the, the warriors or the children of, of Israel. I want to be talked about. I want to leave a, leg, yeah. a legacy for someone, but not also a legacy of learning. You know, it, it's not about my name because we read about a woman and we call her the woman with the issue of blood. We still don't know her name. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's not about it's not about you knowing who I am more so than knowing what I've gone through that could help you. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's Jesus would be the same Jesus if they just said he was a, a man, a man. And that's what they were calling him. There's a man in Galilee, a man, a man, a man. And so it, he would have been the same person had we not known his name Jesus, but he was just a man that could do. And so I wanted to be more than just your average person. I wanted to be the man that they talked about that could help 
could heal, could, you know, as we say, put you on game or do, you know, all of the things. I didn't, I just didn't want to just work and die and leave. And, and I'm like that with everything. And so um, that's kind of what pushed me. You have to have a why, but your why can be rooted in more than money and more than fame because you may never get those things. You may, <laughs> you know, I look at yep. John the Baptist. What was his why? If it was just to baptize Jesus, I'll take that. Hey, hey, but he started off though. I think, but that's, I think that's a, your, your why and your purpose is very important. Like I, I said in the prayer, like a, a part of the statement, uh, the mission statement that we have just for the grown enterprises, the grown cast and all that, but also for my family is to make a positive, sustainable, considerable impact on ourselves, our family, mm-hmm. our community and the world through motivating and encouraging and empowering others toward God's purpose in their lives. All of this to add to his kingdom. And so in that, a part of that is your why must be extremely important. If your why is weak, it's not going to happen. It's not going to go well. And I think a lot of the times your why has to be based in what God has for you, not what you want for you. And it's, it's a hard place to be. And it's a, it's hard to kind of, to see the difference. Sometimes you're like, yo, God, I had this dream. You know what I'm saying? I see the lights. You feel me? I see my name up on the screen. <laughs> and it's like, and you're like, okay, is this what God really has for me? And I think about the story of Joseph where he had those dreams at 17 Yeah. in, in Genesis with 39. He had those, yeah. he had those dreams at 17 and they didn't come to fruition until 13 to, was, he was with a 13 to a 33 year old man. So he went, it was 13 or 15 years later than he, when he was 17, those dreams came true. Those dreams happened. But through all of that, he still kept the Lord first. He went through the situation where he got lied on. You know what I'm saying? He went through a situation where he got left or he felt that he was abandoned for two years, right? Yeah. Genesis 41, the first verse in Genesis 41, one says he was forgotten about for two years in the prison by someone that he helped. But mm-hmm you have to remember that all of that goes into God's timing. No, it doesn't say it's going to be easy. No, it ain't going to be fun. Yes. You feel like it's like, Oh, I'm stuck here for, I feel it all the time. I'm like, yo, I've been doing this for a long time and I'm committing to do this, but it's like, all right. So, um, what a payback, uh, you know what I'm saying? What, a <laughs> where, what, where's the confirmation that I know I'm supposed to be doing this. And sometimes all you have is, I, I know that if I wasn't doing this, then I know I wouldn't be living for what God has for me to live for Sure. And I would, I wouldn't feel fulfilled in that way. And so, yo, I feel it. I feel it, yo, for man. sure, for sure. <laughs> man, sure. you gotta, I think, uh, to your point, I think you have to find out where you fit in the war. Uh, people forget that early on in Genesis, after Adam and Eve, uh, bit the fruit and they, they, they go through what they go through amongst each other. Uh, the devil had, had, had told, you know, he came, he came for God's creation and God yeah. said, my people would crush you. You know, it was a war. It was a war against those two. Same thing that it was in Job. Um, he asked, oh, you know, yeah. had, had you, can I get to Job? You know, and God even said it. Uh, you must haven't talked to Job yet. You know, he offered him up. He didn't, you know, <laughs> so, so it, it's, it's always been a war, but you get confused about the war because you have so many talents and gifts. What you do is you forget that Jesus came for uh, a method of salvation. You know, he came that you could have life and have it more abundantly. He came to die. That was the only thing. He actually came to die, but you get caught up in the miracles. So when you can touch people and they can see, when you can touch people and they can walk, uh, when, when, when you can touch people and they're not dead anymore, when you can pray over some food and it can bless the multitude and you're known for miracle working, you expect applause, you expect praise, you expect the fame and it's and so many of us want the miracle works to happen. We want people to know us for what we can do, but we never resolved in our hearts that I only came to be about my father's business. And so you have to ask yourself, what did God create you for? That's his business. Cause God didn't waste the creation. And that's what people say when they say your life has meaning and your life has purpose. We take that and say, Oh, I get to do something great. Yes, but greatness has a cost. You get to do something great to benefit the person that created you. Yeah. You know, we and so when I and I do believe everybody's life has purpose and has meaning. But yeah. that that don't always mean miracle working. <laughs> Sometimes it, it means dying so somebody else uh can live. 
You know, look, even, and I looking, that. even looking at George Floyd, you know, I, I believe <laughs> that uh, some things have shifted. I don't think we're there where, where we think we are just because yeah. businesses are saying Black Lives Matter. But the scale has, has it's, it's tilted just a little bit. And George had to die for that. Sometimes our why looks like that. Yeah. Our why looks like an injustice because Jesus' why was an injustice. And that's the scary part because we're in America where we have freedoms and we have choices and it's free enterprise. See, Jesus didn't grow up in America. He never preached in America. <laughs> they call it God's country, but they put that on there. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus never came here. And so you, you look at that and say, okay, my why is supposed to look glamorous. I'm supposed to touch. I'm supposed to heal. I'm supposed to be known when I come through the town, you know, and you never forget that the son of man, first off, never had a place to lay his head. You see what I'm saying? He, he, had, a, he had rocky foundations. Uh, he, he was born into parents who had just gone through, hey, you may have just cheated on me. You may, the marriage could have been ruined. He was born into a tension of a marriage, you know? And so you never look at when he goes back home the Bible says he doesn't do many miracles there. He wasn't even received. And so the first time somebody don't buy your T-shirt, you tight about it, but because <laughs> you went into it, th- you know, for the outcome and the, in- the income to be money and revenue that you think you should get in your hometown. And the first time they don't come to your event or they don't clap for something you do, you're ready to stop. That You, you can end all that when you say, yeah. I came to die. I'm about my father's business. So your why first must be rooted in you knowing what the end looks like. And the end will let you march on and keep going from city to city, town to town, when you are broke, when you barely paid the rent, when you and your wife at it, or, or she leave you, or he leave you, or you can't see your kids this month because you got, you know, some stuff. going. There's a yeah. lot of things that happen, but the ministry and the work never stops. If you really listen to the podcast, there are some episodes I did and I had just cried, or I had to cry when I got off, or I was depressed that whole week. But at, as, as the, uh, the podcast grew, I had to, you know, I had to give people what they were expecting from me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and, and on times I couldn't even do it. But the why was so big. If I had stopped, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation because it wouldn't have reached you. So it's just, it's just really realizing that you start with the end. Jesus knew his end. So if, if you listen to this right now, what does it look like in the end? You can put yep. that on anything. Your relationship, your, your marriage, before you take those vows, or if you've already taken them, what's the end? Because y'all going to get into it. It's going to be some seasons. Oh, yeah. It's going to be seasonal. But if you know the end, you, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, do. And I think there's, I think there's, there's, there's a, it is important to know the end, but it's, it's, all, it's also very, and we can't leave this part out. We can't leave out the part of the relationship with the person that made the roadmap. For sure. That's, and I think, because sometimes people get, get so caught up, like, okay, this is what it's going to look like, look like in the end. And then we forget that the Lord orders our steps as well. And so I, I, I agree a hundred percent. You got to know what the end is, but I also got a bookend it on the front end saying like, keep, keep God first in everything. It'll because be that, <laughs> that is going to change a lot of the things that happen in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right. He, you will still go through, you still, he'll have you go through different things, up and downs and things like that. But I know you and I both know there's some roadblocks that we wouldn't even have to been to if you would have oh, paid definitely. attention and, and we would have did what the Lord wanted us to do the most first definitely. time. Not on the, not on the fifth or sixth time, <laughs> most but definitely. on the first time. And I, and I, we, I have to, to put that in there as well, making sure that you not only know what your end is going to be, having your why rooted in purpose, but also make sure that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That that, is so vital. And that's, I think why we do what we do Uh, because I've, we've said that to people who have no knowledge of Jesus, you know, and they're going through life. Some of them are successful uh, (laughs) as far as the earth goes, Uh, but they're unfulfilled as far as the soul goes. And so that's why ministry is so important. It's not just preaching. But yep. it's, it's avenues like this to say, I wouldn't be where I am <laughs> if it wasn't for that. And we introduce them to Jesus said, go and do what? Make, make disciples. disciples. Yep. You know, you can't, you, 
You don't, you can't convert them in. <laughs> they can't just believe in their heart. They can't, you actually have to make people who will be, who will follow me through whatever. Yep. And that was his first thing. And I think the church has lost its, its, its handle on discipleship. We have membership, but we don't have discipleship. We have church culture. They love the music. <laughs> they, you know, but where is, where are people who are making disciples? Anybody who's already in the church, you can preach to them. We can put a good little message together because you oh, already yeah. believe. But what does it mean for people who didn't grow up like we grew up, who didn't have, uh, they weren't privy to, you yeah. know, <laughs> your mama reading the Bible in the womb. <laughs> you know, you can't, you know, because that's where we came from. And so, yeah. and, and, and so my knowledge of that, I think that's why I had to go to the different school. That's why I had to, you know, I had to be amongst some crowds who uh, they're friendly to me and we could potentially be friends. But I realized you don't even, you don't know the first thing about a relationship with Christ. And that dictates what you do uh, in, the, <laughs> in the world. When we look at racism as a whole, and you know, that's just what's going on in the media. It's been going on, but the media is covering it right now. I see a bunch of people who don't have a relationship with Christ. Because if you, it's hard, because he said, love your neighbor as you love yeah. yourself. And they don't love us like they love them. So somebody don't love Christ. That's flat, that's flat out in the Gospels. He said, love your neighbor. He said, love yeah. God first, then love your neighbor like you love yourself. Well, yeah. how do they say they love God, whom they haven't seen? That's another text. So we could go on yeah. all day about the text. And I said, the problem won't be solved until the church solves it. And if there's an issue, and we're here, Miles Monroe, whom I read in that time of solidarity, he always said, uh, you have to be a problem solver. You're here to solve problems. That's what, there's a problem in the earth. And, and, and racism is a problem. Fatherlessness yeah. is a problem. There's a lot of problems that, that your ministry could solve. Yeah. But like you said, it won't be solved until the heart of the issue, the root of, of the issue is how do we teach relationships? Well, we have to, relationship with Christ rather. We have to go and make disciples. And that and that, that relationship. <laughs> there it is. And so that's kind of what the podcast was. There, there's a million podcasts out, you know, and I know oh, yeah. uh for one I did it because my people really didn't listen to but <laughs> I put a podcast out and everybody's like, Well, how I get to it? Uh is it on my phone? I, you know, it's already on their phone. I'm talking yeah. from the older, the elder people, the elders to the younger, saying they didn't even know the little purple app was on their phone, you know. <laughs> and it is. So it was like, okay, I see a demographic that we could put on game. About what pot? Because it's 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 a it's a knowledge, it's a tool, man. It's a library, really, in in the virtual uh, audio form. You know, yes, you can you is. can find that. It's like YouTube for the ear. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> it's YouTube for the, for the ear, man. So I was like, okay, it's it's free, easy to get into. All you need is a little basic equipment. You know, even some of your high end podcasts, the low end quality. So I was like, you know what? Don't worry about what you don't have. Just go for it. And if you do it, if you do it. If your why is rooted in your relationship and wanting to help, I had people reach out to me, man, that has said they never even been to church. You know, <laughs> they never even been to church, but That's amazing. They, they friend told them to, <laughs> to play it. Bro, listen to me, Paul, I can't real quick. You know what I'm saying? You know, so it was like, man, like the reach is, is and that meant more to me than standing up in front of a couple of hundred people. And they said, oh, you showed it, preacher. You showed it, you know. Yeah. It, it, meant, it meant more than my it meant than the applause from my circle yeah. to help someone who didn't know Christ at all. Yeah. And that's when I knew. I said, I'm doing the right thing, man. Oh, yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. And I think a lot of times we, we as motivators and as, as people that want to make disciples, we do, we want so, so bad to be like, to reach the masses. Yes, we want to be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, we saved a million thousand hundred people for Jesus Christ, doggone it. That's what we did. Woo. But the problem, the problem is sometimes the, the Lord doesn't have us reach, reach a million, a hundred thousand people. He has us, he, he literally may have us to reach that one. And I think there's an old Baptist story. Um, when you think about the preacher that, that led Billy Graham to the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Nobody knows his name. No, I, if, if, he, if, if it's, it's probably out there, but it's just, it's not, you can't really come to mind of who it is, right? Mm-hmm. But when, but it's, but his, his obedience to the Lord led to, 
a revolution in America in a different way, right? Yeah. And the, the gospel crusade in America, and that led to other different people. And I know that's a wider example, but even let's just say T.D. Jakes, for, for example, sure. right? For sure. So just, so, you know, just so we can make it, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> applicable, you feel me? Level it um, out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? T.D. Jakes, for example, the person that led him to Christ is like, yo, you, you can't know exactly what that person is going to do when you're just being obedient to the Lord and say, you know what? The Lord led me to talk to you about this and building that relationship or whatever. And then it was like, yo, so this is what, what he has become now in the Lord. But in all these situations, it, it really comes down to knowing, knowing what your end is, mm-hmm. knowing that, hey, I have to be okay if the Lord is like, you're not finna be here, but I have you to reach this person. At the end of the day, it's important to have a relationship with God because our relationship with God shows how our relationship with other people is going to be. Yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, like I just got married in March and I know my relationship with the Lord should like is a is a real depiction. Like me and my wife's relationship is a real depiction of my relationship with the Lord. Yeah, so if something wrong right is here, <laughs> then it's like then you got some work to do here and here, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I in in all of that, we have to build that relationship and build those relationships. And that's one of the reasons I'm glad to have you on this podcast. Sure. And we got one more I got I got one question for you before we go into our be thankful segment. And that question is, if you had any advice to give to your 21 or 22-year-old self, what would it be? And I asked that question because I know so many people that are like, yo, if I knew then what I know now, you know what I'm saying? Even me, if I knew then what I knew now, it would be different. So what is some advice that you would give to your 21 or 22-year-old self? Man, it's a a two-part answer, actually. I would say uh, have a plan for 26, but also have a plan for 31, you know, because years go fast. I was, I was thinking about this year. I remember my birthday's in January. I remember it like it was yesterday and it's already June and we've been in the ha- <laughs> like it's June of 2020, the year everybody said that their vision was going to be clear and they was going to do everything. We already halfway through it. We halfway through it and, and it goes fast, man. Kids grow up fast so it's like you won't be 21 forever uh take care so so when i say have a plan have a plan for you know your money uh your relationship what kind of relationship do you want you don't want to waste your seed everywhere and just splurge and then when you're 30 you expect someone to take you as you are but you've 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 got some baggage you know and 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 then you you don't expect that person to so (laughs) so be the i would say be the person that you would want to mate and marry with, but start mm-hmm. now, take care of your body. Don't drink it off, smoke it off. I mean, do what, <laughs> you're going to have fun. I understand that. You can tell a person not to do anything, but I will say symptoms and signs come up later. And so you want to take care of your, your health as well. So first take care of yourself. I don't, and I don't just mean working out, uh, but, and that's what I mean when I say have a plan, <laughs> but mm-hmm. also recognize that in that plan, things will change. So don't be so hung up on something. And then when change occurs, the hard, the thing that hit me hardest was when things change from a way that I thought they should be. When things actually change from a way that I believe it was supposed to go, you know? And so you talked about Joseph. It's one thing when you can have a dream, but <laughs> it's another thing when you can see the outcome of the dream but you never planned on going to prison. Yeah, you never you planned on. <laughs> so, and, and, and I think his perseverance is because at the end of the day, the dream didn't change, but while he was in prison, that was the first time he could interpret. And he was interpreting everybody else's dream, serving everybody else. But to be the chosen, you know, apple of his father's eye because of his mother, that's really what that was. Mm-hmm. But to have all of that favoritism, and say they're going to bow down to me, but the plan uh, for them to do it, it changes. I didn't know I was going to, have to go through this. So don't be so alarmed when circumstances change the course, but never, they don't change the actual destination. So destiny can't, is not interrupted by change. Change changes you, so you're a different person at the destination. And that's, that was the hardest lesson that I had to learn because you're not who you are at 21. Trust me. Trust me. You can do some things at 21, but you'll have to change. 
in order mm-hmm. to be who you are at 31. David could sling a, a slingshot early on in his life. But there were some things that caused him to rape uh, Bathsheba. So the same person we glorified in chapter 17, later on in the chapter of, uh, of Samuel, he has some internal issues. And so the change occurs in your life to change you. Joseph had, yep. to, had to be changed. Uh, David had to be changed. Uh, and be ready for the change that Israel had. You know, they switched yeah. from Saul to David overnight. Saul was their king, but David was God's king. The destination for Israel doesn't change, but things change the person. And so I would say have a plan. Really, you don't want to, especially if you're dating, you don't want to be dating and then you don't have a plan for your life because if you don't have the plan for your life, you really don't have a plan for hers uh, that aligns with yours. Yeah. And that's going to cause some heartache, some heartache. If I could talk to my brothers for just one second, the, the, the most heartache that I ever received is because I didn't have the proper foundational plans. I, I like you. I love you, but we're just going along and going along. At some point, a woman is going to get tired because they were created to help and magnify your assignment. Adam had an assignment. God creates Eve. They had, Adam had already had the dominion over the earth. Eve magnifies the dominion. So if you're going to have the dominion over the earth, you're going to be fruitful and multiply. It comes through her womb. But if you don't understand the plan of how to be fruitful and multiply, you never put anything in my womb and I can never birth anything for you. And at some point I'm going to get tired. So you have to have, you got to know you self-awareness is really what I'm getting at. Have a plan, take care of your health and wealth inside of that plan. But let the changes come. Let them come. Don't fight them. Don't fight them. Because fighting, fighting them, you actually slow down the change that God is trying to make through you. He's trying to make, and, and, and if I could just add one more on that, get, um, and, I, and I never had this, get advisors. Get advisors, because you have yeah. to know, uh, you know, it, I live my life as an advisor for everybody else, and I think that's prophetic. Uh, Nathan was the, <laughs> the, the, the prophet who came and spoke to David after that incident and said, you have to look uh, at <laughs> you that guy, bro. Yeah. That's you. <laughs> but, but he, it didn't change David's kingdom or his Royals citizenship. He was still, he was still David, but he needed advising. And as, as young black men, I can say the thing that I really, really, really needed outside of my father. Sometimes you have to have a different ear. You see what I'm saying? It's not, it's not a shot against your brother or your father or your partners, but you have to have somebody who speaks to your destination and says, if you're going to get there, you got to do this. And this is the way. So learn, learn, have a relationship, have an advisor for that, but learn money and credit and like have yeah. all that <laughs> stuff. Cause we, we talk yeah. in the spirit so much that we don't talk in the, in the real. And the real is you can have all the spirit in the world with bad credit and, <laughs> and that's going to hinder Yep. Some things because nobody's talking, nobody's teaching, nobody's mentoring. And so we put podcast stuff like, like this out. Let's say the truth. So inside of that plan, learn what you need to carry it out. You know, you don't want to, you don't just have a diet plan and not meal prep, yeah. prep, prep for the plan, but expect it to rain. Expect yep. it, expect it. You're going to be iced in a few times. Expect people to leave. Expect, you know, <laughs> you expect Lazarus yeah. to Expect Lazarus to die and people be tight about you not getting there fast enough. Expect the betrayal from Judas. You see what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Expect all oh, of yeah. that. Changes that change you, but never change your destination. But if I could go back to 21, that's what I would want. A real plan instead of having to learn and based off my feelings say, oh, I ain't supposed to be here because you told me. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, it took you to tell me this. I didn't have the plan to say, you know, or I wasn't rooted enough in my relationship to answer a call from God at the age probably that I should have. I don't think he messed up. I think I did it right, but he was working on me. And oh, yeah. in that, in that middle of, in the midst of working on you, there are people he's placed. So hear those voices, but yeah, yeah. Ha- had that plan, my brother, for real. Hey, I feel <laughs> it. I, I remember, I'll never forget it. My mama told me, she was like, son, the Lord going, the Lord will have you where he wants you to be regardless. Either you either going to go with him, he going to drag you. You get to choose. Mm-hmm. You have a choice. 
And I think in, in having that plan and things like that, um, the plan is important. The plan is, is very, very important. And one of the biggest things that we have in our plan is changes and it's, and it's interrupted from what we expect it to be. Then that's where our issues come from. That's where our head, heartache, our unbelief, our, a lot of those things happen in those moments, but then also in those moments, that's when God shows himself even more. Wow. He's like, whatever plan that you had, my plan is 10 times greater. What Ephesians 3.20 says, you now unto him who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all we can ask or think, right? And I think so many times we settle, we sometimes settle for the plan that we have and settle for the problems that we have as opposed to settling for what God and reaching for what God has us to be and has us to do. So, all right, now we're going to go into our Be Thankful topic. And this is just a, a segment in, in all the things that's going on with the world. Always, we still have to be grateful and thankful. We are still awakened every morning, you know what I'm saying? The Lord still got us. And so that spirit of gratitude is, is extremely important. So I got to ask you, man, what is one thing that you're thankful for this week? Man, I'm actually, uh, this week, I'm actually thankful for COVID-19. Um, I think there can be beauty in ashes. Like it, it's, it's harmed and hurt. It's killed, but it's birthed some things. Yep. And I told you there's it's for cycles. Something has to die. Yep. And something has to be born. The creativity that was birthed from COVID, man. And you know, like I'm thankful. Yes. I'm, you know, the, and even not the technical side of it, you know, we probably wouldn't even be doing this like this. Had I not made some arrangements that I made oh, yeah. in COVID, you know, Good so, Lord. so, <laughs> Good Lord. so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just thankful that uh, our eyes have been open to even some matters of just the church, you know? So it, I, I'm thankful for that. Um, it, my, my girlfriend and I, we birthed the podcast during COVID and it forced us to talk about some issues because we have to talk about some things before we go on air. We, <laughs> we, we had to, you know, and, and we had spent, a year and some change, uh, disconnected, not, not reading, not studying, not, you know, I would do my thing, but it wasn't our thing. And so COVID-19 made us sit down when you can't go out to eat, you got to eat inside. (laughs) You know, when you can't go to the movies, you got (laughs) to, so I'm just thankful for the creativity, the isolation. Uh, and, 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 and it just goes back to what I said just a minute ago. And the reason I said, when I said, have a plan, but be prepared for the change because we make our plans, but it's the Lord who directs our steps. That's text. And the reason I'm saying acknowledge the change is because you want to step where he tells you to step when he changes you. If you, if you fight it, you're going against a a different direction. And so that's what I'm saying. Have a plan, but be prepared. When he shifts your steps, you got to walk the way he wants you to walk. And that happened with COVID-19. So many people either stopped walking or said, this ain't the way this wasn't supposed to happen. You know, we launched a, um, a a Bible study that we were we we had a building, uh, we had everything that we were doing, and we only got to do it maybe two months. Wow! And then they said you can't meet them, <laughs> so it was like, man, you know, be prepared for the change. But I'm t- it magnified it because the minute we started uh, streaming it, we reached people in different states that were saying, "Hey, I want to come to this." Oh well, it's in Dallas, you know. So you ain't, mm-hmm. you you're never gonna get to to come because it's in Dallas, and so now we're having to buy cameras and buy equipment to stream. Once the CDC says the regulations have changed and you can meet again, now we got a whole new audience. Yep. So you just have to you got to embrace it, and I'm thankful that this happened because it lets you know how fast a year can go. It lets you know God is still in control. Man doesn't control as much as they think because they still are saying they don't have a cure. For this, you know, so smart as we are, no one's ever smarter than their creator. And it makes every knee bow and every tongue confess when we don't know something. I'm kind of glad they don't have a cure yet. I want them to get one, but I'm glad that they don't because we all have to surrender. And when you surrender, that's when that's when the change take place. If you just surrender, you get a better relationship. You get, you know, once we surrender, we all of the things that, you know, we even formed a relationship, you and I. Through this, so yeah. it's it's the surrender, it's the sit down. It's I'm not that busy. That, you know what I'm saying? God, it's God, Paul, he paused everything, and if you surrender to the pause, he actually will make things greater. In the yeah. midst of sitting at home, you building a network. 
some people's businesses took off. So, you know, everybody's not dying. People are dying, but there's still life to be lived. And so I'm yep. thankful that this happened. It couldn't have happened at a greater time. I'm glad because I don't have children and, and people that, <laughs> I, that I have to take care of and worry about. And, you know, uh, my parents have been covered. You know, you know, at first they were saying, like, if you if you sick or you gone through this or you, you know, the older people, they just, man, my family has been blessed. We experienced a lot of death last year and the beginning of this year. COVID hadn't touched us, but we, we I probably went to five funerals. Uh, in 2019 of people that I knew. So, so it's, we experienced our death, but yeah. we've been covered in COVID. And so I just love God and I love how he's working something out. Uh, he, at the same time of COVID-19, he's working out homelessness. He's working out abandonment. He's working out poverty. He's working out, somebody still has cancer while we got a mask on. You know, somebody, somebody lost their baby while we complaining about, I can't go to the hospital because it's one person at a time. Somebody had a miscarriage and God is healing them. He does everything. Countries are still at war and we're not, we're not yet, but other countries are still at war. And so God is a, I, I don't want to shade anybody who, you know, likes to talk about the universe, but God is universal. He's working everything out at the same time. He's not an American God. So he's a, he's over the entire universe. And that's who you're actually praying to and referring to. Yep. I don't, I don't, I don't mean to come a different way. You can believe, what you what you will, but he's that is, that's, oh, no. that's <laughs> you said it right. He is universal. Not, <laughs> he is the alpha. And no, we we keep it real. We, no, no, no. We keep it. You know, we keep it hundred percent real. If you lose a follower, hey, I'll give you. More, I'll put people on your podcast from mine. I'll get it back to you. But he, I'm not. I'm not worried about that part. And I can tell you why. Because when you make that change to really keep God first, all of this mm. came from him anyway. Yeah, it is. My podcast went from literally 145 downloads over from October to March. And then we sitting at 513 as of last night. Yeah, it is. So for me, me personally, <laughs> I prefer to just keep it all the way a hundred real. Yeah. And cause, because I know where all of this is happening from, all of this is coming from. Yeah. So when we when we talk about it, we're gonna talk about it as is oh, yeah. <laughs> Lord, He is the God of the universe, period. He has created heaven and earth and us, period. He has created us and he knows how many hairs are on top of our head, and he sent his son to die for us, period. His son rose from the dead, period. And now this is why we <laughs> get to have salvation and and experience that eternal life. For sure. Period. That's sure. what I mean. That's and all that, we and, say. And, and man, and that's Genesis. I tell anybody before I teach anything, I say, I'm going to read Genesis 1 and 1. If you don't believe it, you're going to have a hard time with anything else. Yeah. It said, in the beginning. That means God he's the created. beginning. God made, he created, he formed, he, he filled the heavens and the earth. So you only know earth. He had created something first before that. And so uh, social media and YouTube and, and all of these memes will have you you know, if you don't do your work, it'll have you praying backwards. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to pray to the universe because, baby, he made it. <laughs> so so just go on and pray to the one who covers everything. And that yeah. kind of and that and that'll bless your life. It, it gave me peace during COVID-19. I was like, man, sure, it's a virus and it's out there and we washing our hands and we got masks on it. Don't nobody want to dap you up. They touch you like yeah. this, give you elbow. But God is, is still working out. And stuff in other countries who not even experienced COVID. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, the, the coronavirus, the, the strain of COVID-19. So I, you have to understand his power. Yeah. And once I understood that, if, you know, if I catch it, I catch it, but I will still serve him. And I will still, I, I and, I, and I still agree with him. If, and if it's, I, A, I think I've been covered because of, of, I believe in the why. I believe that nothing happened to Jesus do you know Jesus was supposed to be murdered before he got to the cross? Oh, yeah, plenty of times. You see what I'm saying? And nothing happened to him. They could have gotten him. This, this, this is no security was, you know, they could have gotten to this man. They didn't. They killed him when he was supposed to be killed. And, and that's what I believe. I believe you can, you're going to go untouched until you do the work that you're supposed to do. You know, I Pharaoh. <laughs> so, so that's where I'm at with it. We, I know we went left. <laughs> I know we went left. Oh, but was, I, was, I say that everywhere I go. I, I, I am try, I, I'm respectful, you know, of different audiences. But I, I mean, I've had to speak to a number of of audiences. I've I've spoken out about uh, 
homosexuality and, and things like that. And you have to be cautious because you yeah. don't want to lose assault, but you still stand on the truth. So, yeah. so <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> yeah. But I also, I'm rooted, I'm rooted very, in love, man. Very, very rooted in all I can do is give people what help me. There like, it is. And I think at the end of the day, when it comes to this platform and this podcast, the only way that I've been able to get to where I am to be able to overcome some of the things that will come is because of the love of the Lord, the love of God, him ordering my steps and his strength in that and through that. Yep. And all of that is rooted in his word, rooted in a relationship with him. Yep. And so for me, it is difficult for me to help anybody else. But yep. if I do not give them the peace that, that helped me the most, I can't help nobody. <laughs> it's all coming from him. So, because it's going to be, it's some sensitive topic. I mean, racism is a sensitive topic. Yeah. Uh, assault, the rape, the Me Too, a lot of things are sensitive, but we pick and choose how we say and what we're going to say. And like I said, it's, there's no, it's no attack. Let's educate. But at the same time, if everybody else can be vocal about mm-hmm. believing the universe, I want to be able to be vocal and well within my right about believing what I believe saved me. And what I believe is covering you while you're unsaved. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, that grace is on you. So, yeah. And so that's why I'm going to choose God. So, hey, yeah. I agree. I agree with that. And I think that's something that, for me, that's really what I'm thankful for being able to have, I want to say, freedom of speech, but really more so choosing to choosing to be thankful to the one that gave it to all to us in the first place. So many times we're thankful for every little thing. But I'm thankful to God for putting me in this place and, and putting me in a position to even have this conversation. He orders our steps. He orders where you want to go. The Lord is the Lord is in control of it all. I don't mean to be insensitive because for me, it's not at the end of the day. One, two things. If I ain't trust you, if I hey, love you, I wouldn't tell you the truth. And two, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't pray for you. So what we're going to do now is we're going to pray, especially for Nathan in his podcast and then also everything else that he's doing, but also we're going to pray for my grown cast, grown life family, uh, because we love y'all. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you and we praise you for who you are, God. We thank you for Nathan, God. I pray that you would continue to, to push him in the way that you would have him to go, God. Provide every step like you said you would, God. Show him who you really are and truly allow him to experience your greatness, your goodness, and your strength. God, I pray that you would allow him to reach the people that you have for him to reach in the more. God, I'm praying that you would bless him exceedingly and abundantly, God. I pray that you would bless him with the equipment that he needs, bless him with the people that he needs, bless him and put the right people in his place, God. I pray that you allow him to influence, not just not just to, to tell people about you, but be able to influence people for you. Make disciples in your name, God. Allow him to, to be able to be tactful in, in the words that he uses, but also be able to stand firm in the truth that we know is your word and it is you. So, God, we just thank you for that. Also, God, I'm thanking you for our grown cast, grown life family, our grown enterprises family, God. We thank you for each and every one of these people, God, that help keep me going. But at the end of the day, God, I know that they are seeking your purpose in their life. They're seeking what you have for them, God. So I'm praying that you would give them motivation, encouragement, and empowerment to do so, God. We just thank you. We thank you and we praise you above all else, God. And we pray that you will always be seen in what we do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, Nathan, please, before we get up out of here, please tell the people where they can find you at, what projects you got coming up, all that, all that. Man, they can follow me on Instagram at uncle underscore Nate, uncle underscore Nate. So, Uncle Nate, uh, I know that's probably boring to everybody, but my sister and her three kids uh, called me that by right, and and everybody else in my family, friends, everybody just just Uncle Nate, Uncle Nate. It just became a nickname, <laughs> and so it just it just works, man. I answer to that more from other people than I do from those kids. So gotcha. uh, they can follow me there at Uncle Nate. Uh, no filter Bible study. We meet on Thursdays at seven. Uh, no filter Bible, DFW. I think it is no filter Bible. Um, on Instagram and then Facebook, the same thing, no filter Bible study. You can find me there. Uh, and Nathan McClinton, just my name on Facebook. And so I'm, I'm open. I answer DMS. I'll, I'll chat with you. I'll chop it up. Follow gifted connection pod. That's my podcast, the gifted connection. Uh, that's where a lot of people found me at. Uh, if, if it blesses you like it, rate it, review it. Um, and it, if not, my biggest thing is just share, it. share it with someone. If you don't want to leave a rate nor review, and the numbers and all that, you don't want to play the numbers game. Hey, share it with somebody and let them know that it's, 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 we're putting content out. Yep. 
that's that's for the kingdom. Uh, I preach. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm gonna do that. But at the end of the day, I just want to have influence and influence people to to surrender and submit to their kingdom assignment. That's what I'm about. You can do whatever you want in life, but until you do, <laughs> whatever until you do what God wants you to do, as far as His kingdom, you won't ever live and prosper the way He's designed for your soul to flourish and for mm-hmm. your life to have that fulfillment. And so I'm gonna push and I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna fight and I'm gonna encourage you to to just get in alignment with what you should do for the kingdom of God. I'm going to give my life to it. You know, as long as I can talk, I'm going to talk about that. So, <laughs> so. Amen to that. Yeah, Amen man. to that. I appreciate right, you, so, brother. Oh, it's, hey, no problem at all. No problem at all. And I got to say it one time before we get up out of here. Always, always, always remember that to live the grown life, you must what? Keep God first. Peace. Peace.